Hello and welcome to A Word for This Day podcast. I'm Jory Schaefer, the show's host and creator, and it's such a joy to have you join along today. I'm so thankful that you downloaded this episode and that you're listening, and um, thank you if you're a regular listener, a regular downloader. Thank you uh, for finding us and listening if this is your first time. Um, I pray that you will just be encouraged and that you'll be drawn closer to the Lord and that you'll have more of a um, a hunger and a thirst and an excitement uh, for His Word um, as you spend time today. Thank you for continuing to download. Um, at the time of this recording, we've uh, surpassed 3,800 downloads in, in um 13 countries. Someone from South Africa downloaded some episodes overnight, and I want to say welcome if you're listening. Um, There's 13 countries, 202 cities, and 29 states, I think, in the United States where we've had downloads, and so uh, keep inviting your friends. Keep sharing. I would love it if the Lord saw fit for us to have episodes downloaded in all 50 states so if you know somebody in another state that might want to listen you just invite them along and i want to tell you that um it's just such a joy such an encouragement when i hear from some of you uh, that you're listening daily or even just every now and then and uh, the lord knows when i need encouragement and it's not for my ego but it's just a, a confirmation to keep going with what i feel like he's put on my heart to do and I want to just give a shout out to some dear friends and family to Aunt Carolyn. Good morning, Aunt Carolyn. She listens real early every morning. Aunt Noni listens. My mama listens. Um, my friend Sonny and Jamie and Jelena and uh, my sister-in-law Gail and my mother-in-law Frankie um, and just lots of other precious, precious people who tell me that you listen and um I just thank you for doing that. Thank you for your encouragement. Um, I want to just remind you to keep sharing. And I want to tell you that in the show notes, uh, there's something called show notes or episode notes, um, depending on what your app looks like with each episode. And so usually I put like a little one or two liner, just really brief about what the episode is about. And that helps with the search engines, apparently. And then below that, I try to list all of the scriptures that we talk about, um, mostly so you can go back if you didn't catch one of them or if I mention a reference, but sometimes I mess up the reference or I don't tell you where it starts exactly. um, You can go back and look those up and you'll have a record there and uh, that'll make it easy for you to do your study on your own or if there's something that really stood out to you, just know that you've got that all written down and you can go back and reread it. Um, And in those show notes, at the bottom, I put an email if you want to send me an email. And there's a link to this podcast's website. And on one tab, it will have all the episodes. And then it will have a way that you can share the links on your different social media platforms. And there's also a link uh, where you could put it in a text or an email or something like that if you think of someone that might enjoy listening and so there's a way to do that and then there's a tab that has a little 
uh, information about the host. If you don't know me personally, I wish I could talk to every one of you. I would love to hear from, from all of you from all the different states where you're listening because I know I don't know that many people in this many states, and so it's just a God thing. Um, but there's a little, um, a brief bio about me if you want to read about me and my family there, um, just so we get to know each other better. But I just wanted to share that with you. So if you, uh, just to remind you that those things are there because some people have told me that they didn't know, uh, that the, uh, references and things were there. Um, so enough with that housekeeping business. Now to the most important part of the day which is our scripture for February the 18th, 2022. And it comes from the letter to the Hebrews, chapter 2, verse 18. And it reads as follows from the English Standard Version. For because he himself has suffered when tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. Oh my goodness, this is big. There is so much stuff here and I'm just, oh, so excited to get into this. So first of all, Um, we want to think about uh, what letter we're in. We're in uh, the letter to the Hebrews, and that is in the New Testament. And um, we don't know who the author is. There is nowhere in Hebrews that it tells us exactly who the author is. Um, Some people think they have some clues based on the writing style, but it's just really not clear. And so someday, if the Lord wants us to know, He'll let us know uh, when we all get to heaven, but otherwise we're just going to have to know that it was a letter inspired by the Holy Spirit, um, given to a man to write down for us, and there is just so much, so much doctrine. We know that it was written to the um, to the Hebrews, and so that was, um, it seems that the author was a Hebrew himself or a Jewish person um, because he was very familiar with the laws and the customs and uh, the history of uh, God's people. And um, he uses that uh, to share with the other believers that apparently were also Hebrews. But we get so much from this too, even if we're not of Jewish uh, birth or Jewish uh, lineage. Um, there's just so much. I mean, it is like mining for rubies in here, I'm telling you. Um, there's just so much stuff, and it's kind of hard when you first start reading. I, um, but the more you read and the more you ask for God's um, help with understanding and discernment, the more that He opens your eyes to just all the treasures that are found in this book. You know, it's interesting. Um, I I know that I repeat myself a lot when we go to letters and books that we've not been in before, but the reason is, uh, for those of you who have listened over and over again, uh, you may think, oh, I've heard this before, um, but that repetition is really, really good for all of us, um, good just to be reminded, and good so that you can turn around and share it with somebody else. Also, I usually do a little recap in case there's a first-time listener. Um, My mom and I were talking about this yesterday morning, so I just thought I'd share it with you um, about why I do that. Uh, It's not to take up extra time. It truly is. I think it's important, and I learned that skill um, in the Bible study that I'm doing with some precious sisters that we've been in a group for at least two years, maybe longer. Um, But we always do repetition about the book and uh, try to re 
think about themes and, and what we've learned and what we're talking about. And mostly that's so it'll be just stored in our heart. So when the Lord brings it to mind, when he's ready for us to share it with someone else, it'll just be like second nature because we've heard it over and over again. You get the opportunity, to, and I would invite you to please take the time sometime to study the book of Hebrews. Um, you'll notice some common themes throughout. Um, it's mentioned that Jesus is better. He's better than lots of things. He's better than the angels. He's the better priest. He's the better, best sacrifice. And so you see this theme that the the priesthood, the Levitical priesthood would have known, those Jewish people would have um, also known about all these sacrifices. And at the time uh, before Jesus came, they had to have a priest to offer sacrifices for himself and then for the people. And they had to continually do this because the priests themselves were sinful. And um, what we see is that throughout the book of Hebrews, the author is just trying to tell them, um, you know, Jesus is the answer. He came and he was better than all of these things. And he offered um, the one-time sacrifice of himself because he was perfect and sinless and spotless. He offered that one time for everyone. And it didn't have to be done again. It was just one time. It's a done deal. And now it's available for all of us. And he just goes through those details. Um, what we see um, in Chapter 1 and 2, leading up to what uh, where our verse is for the day, at the very beginning, um, and I love this, uh, Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1, and we talked about this a little bit back at the very beginning of the podcast, um, in January, on January the 2nd, we did uh, Hebrews 1, 2, and that's when I was really still very nervous and not good at this and didn't really feel like I had a connection with you, but now I do, but I want to just read this to you because it's it's pretty profound um it says long ago at many times and in many ways god spoke to our fathers by the prophets but in these last days he has spoken to us by his son whom he appointed the heir of all things through whom all through whom also he created the world i love that because um, it's reminding us that, you know, before Jesus came, the Lord used prophets and the law to speak, but now he's spoken through Jesus. And, you know, we talked about that, um, about how in John's gospel, uh, John says, in, uh, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And so Jesus is the living Word. He's inspired this written Word, and this is how he's speaking to us today. And, oh, my goodness, that's just such a joy when you think about that. The writer starts out and says, you know, God is speaking to us through his son. And um, even though he had given some of the the previous things through the prophets and even um, through the angels, Jesus is better than the angels. I'm very much paraphrasing this chapter one. And then in chapter two, I love the way it begins there. It says, therefore, we must pay much closer attention to what we have heard lest we drift away from it. So um, since he's spoken through his son who is better, we have to listen to this. And um, I would invite you to really read and study this first and second chapter, but to paraphrase in chapter two, they, uh, the writer says, um, since that message that was delivered by the angels, if people didn't follow that, there was a penalty. They they received a penalty if they didn't follow the, the law that was given. 
And how much more will that penalty be? Uh, how will we escape, it says in verse 3, if we uh, neglect such a great salvation as was given through the Lord Jesus? And so he's talking about that. And then he talks about how even though Jesus was higher than the angels for a little while, he uh, was made a little lower than the angels to come here and to live as we lived. And the reason is uh, for our verse for the day. Um, and if we look... Um, uh, in skipping forward to chapter 2, verse 17, it says, Therefore he, Jesus, had to be made like his brothers in every respect, so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in the service of God to make propitiation. That propitiation is that appeasement uh, to a holy God uh, for the sins of the people. And this is our verse for the day. For because he himself has suffered when tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. Oh, my goodness. So he came and made himself lower. He was made lower than the angels, even though he wasn't really. But he humbled himself, um, as it says in Philippians chapter 2. Um, and he made himself obedient, obedient to the cross. And um, he came here and he walked just as we walked and was tempted. Um, so... He is able to help we who are being tempted. And oh, friend, what a blessing that we have access to this, uh, this great high priest, Jesus, who is our mediator between us and the Father, as we talked about in previous episodes. And you know, there are those who don't uh, believe all of the word and um, they will say, or they just believe parts of it. And they'll say, well, Jesus was a good man, but... Um, he really couldn't have been God, and he couldn't have been fully God and fully man, and um, so he was um, probably not tempted in all the ways that we are. Um, I've seen other, I'll call them blasphemies, where they show that he was tempted and he fell to temptation. That is a lie. That is not of the truth, because Scripture says in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14, since then, we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. So the scripture says there that he was tempted in every way and... um and that's what is true. And that's why he is able to go before the Father for us. That's why he was able to be the perfect sacrifice because he walked on this earth fully God, yet fully man, and had no sin. There was no sin found in him. And that's why he was able to be the sacrifice for my sin and for your sin. Now, um, I wanted to show you this. We talked, I don't remember which episode it was in, where we talked about the temptation of Jesus and um, we looked at Matthew's account of that. Um, and But today, uh, there's a very similar account. There, it's found in Matthew and Luke both. Uh, very similar, just some slight differences. Just Luke's order of the temptations that he lists. He flips the second and third compared to Matthew. Um, but they're very, very similar. But I want to show you something that Luke puts in there. And I do not think it's an accident. 
Because as we say over and over again from 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, all scripture is breathed out by God, and that's all scripture, and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Um, but anyway, back over here to Luke's account of uh, Jesus's temptation by the devil, and it begins in Luke chapter 4, beginning in verse 1. And you can also look in Matthew chapter 4, beginning in verse 1, if you wanted to look at those sometime side by side and uh, read about that. And again, they're very similar, but... Um, just like the last one, just like the one in Matthew, it talks about beginning in verse 1 of chapter 4 of Luke. And Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness for 40 days, being tempted by the devil. So he was full of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit led him out um, into the wilderness for this um, this time of tempting by the devil. He knew he had to go. He was led to go out there. Um, and he ate nothing during those days, and when they were ended, he was hungry. And then the devil, there's a record of where the devil comes in and starts saying, you know, um, if you're hungry, turn these stones to bread. I'm paraphrasing. I'm just doing a quick over, overview. And Jesus gives him back scripture and says, man does not live by uh, bread alone, uh, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And then um, the devil took him up to the high part of the... Um, to show him everything and says, I will give you all this. And uh, if you'll bow down to me. And then Jesus said, you shall worship the Lord, your God and, and him only shall you serve. And then um, Luke records that uh, the devil took him to Jerusalem and set him on the pinnacle of the temple uh, in verse nine of chapter four of Luke. It said to him, if you are of the son of God, throw yourself down from here for it is written. He will command his angels concerning you to guard you. And uh, on their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. And Jesus answered him, beginning in verse 12, It is said, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. And right here in verse 13 is what I want to show you. And when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him until an opportune time. So I don't think uh, that there were just three temptations because it was over a period of 40 days. It seems to me here, when the devil had ended every temptation, that the devil probably threw at him everything that he could throw, uh, could possibly throw at a man, because um, what it said in uh, Hebrews chapter four was that he was tempted in every way, just as we are, and um, so he threw every temptation, and the Lord Jesus came through them all. Um, we just have the record of the three instances of how he fought back with Scripture during this time of tempting. Um, but uh, I suspect, I don't know this for sure, but I suspect that he threw um, the Word of God back at Satan over and over and over again because he is the Word. It's the Word made flesh that dwells that dwelled among us, as we see in John chapter 1, verse 14. But I point that it, that word every out just to remind you how important it is to slow down and look at all the words every word is important and uh, that's what uh, the lord has been teaching me is he's teaching me to study more the alls the alls are important the everys um all of those things those little words that sometimes our eyes just kind of skip over 
or important or like I talked to you about the other day where I, I put in uh, the word for when it should have been with. They kind of sound the same, but it was a total, it was a different meaning, a deeper meaning. So I want to encourage you just to slow down when you're reading the scripture and when you're meditating and studying back up, read it again and again, look at all the words and oh my goodness, the Lord will just show you through the power of his Holy Spirit more and more things every time. And it's such a blessing. And I want to share something with you that um, the Lord put on my heart as I've been just thinking about this uh, verse and thinking about how our Lord was tempted and how he could have been uh, tempted in all the possible ways that we're tempted in. You know, we don't have to spend all of our time with the what ifs and I wonder how, and but we do have um, an account in all four Gospels of probably what was leading up to one of the most, well, it was one of the hardest things for Jesus that he did for me and you, and that's when he um, was praying um, that night that he was betrayed before he was arrested. All four Gospels, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, record the betrayal and the arrest of Jesus. Matthew, Mark, and Luke record um, that Jesus was um, in a garden. Two of them say that he was in Gethsemane. One says that he was on the Mount of Olives, and those were all the same place. Um, an interesting little side note, Gethsemane means pressed olives, and oh, wasn't the Lord pressed out for us there when he prayed that night in the garden. It's interesting to me, um, in two of the Gospels, it says that Peter, James, and John were the um, disciples who were with him and and they fell asleep it says while jesus was praying and he talked to them about that and um in one gospel in luke's gospel it just says that the disciples were with him but in john's gospel he doesn't mention that but in the time leading right up before um he talks about the betrayal of jesus in chapter 18 of john he spends like four chapters uh, 14 through 18, I believe it is, talking about uh, what Jesus was teaching them and then even mentioning the prayer that Jesus prayed for the disciples and talking to them about receiving the Holy Spirit and then praying for us who would believe because of the word that the disciples shared. Um, I know because two Gospels say that John fell asleep along with Peter and James during that time that that's not a complete record of, of all that he was praying, but I wonder, uh, makes you think maybe that that was part of it that he had talked to them about or that they heard him pray before they fell asleep. But anyway, what I wanted to show you in um, in Matthew's gospel, um, in chapter 26, beginning in verse 36, it says, Then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. And taken with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch with me. And going a little farther, he fell on his face and prayed, saying, My father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but your will. Oh, my goodness, if there was ever the the hardest temptation ever, don't you think that was it? Um, the Lord Jesus was fully God, fully man, and he knew what was coming, and he knew what he was going to have to do, what he was choosing to do for all the people of the world, and that includes you, and that includes me. And don't sometimes we fall, or we give an excuse that we fall to temptation because things are hard. 
But look, this one who was tempted in every way as we are, yet was that was without sin. And I think we're not even asked to be tempted as, as, as much as he was in that situation. But yet he came through. And um, you, came, you come over to, uh, let's see, verse 53, um, right after that, after uh, the betrayer had come and the army had come and there was arrest of Jesus and uh, Judas came up um, and Jesus told him and said, friend, do what you have to do. And uh, one who was with Jesus uh, reached out and struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his ear. And then Jesus told him to put his sword back in its place and um for all who take the sword will perish by the sword. But then in verse 53, it says, Do you think that I cannot appeal to my father and he will at once send me more than 12 legions? And a legion of Roman soldiers was 6,000. So 12 of those would have been more than 72,000 of angels. But how then should the scriptures be fulfilled that it must be so? And so he had he had the possibility to just say, Okay, I'm done with this. I'm going to call the angels to come get me. I'm going back home. It's not worth it for you all. But he didn't. He stayed and he persevered and he suffered and he bled and he died for me and you um, because he was that perfect sacrifice for us. And oh, friend, what a blessing. So I hope that you can see from our verse for the day that he is the one that's able to help us. Uh, as the word says, because he, from verse 18 of Hebrews chapter 2, for because he himself has suffered when tempted, and oh, didn't he suffer? Didn't he suffer? He is able to help those who are being tempted. And I just want to end with this uh, verse in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, um, just to remind you just how faithful he is. 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says, No temptation has overtaken you, that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. And you know one of those the most important ways is by his word being hidden in our heart and by his Holy Spirit guiding us. And um, so that's why it is so important, friend, to read God's word study God's Word, live God's Word, and share God's Word. Blessing to you, friend. Until next time.